0: Hello, Career Cohort. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Emily Wong, founder of Words of Distinction. We talk about tools for achieving career success, inspirational stories about overcoming career and life challenges, and how we can recalibrate our perspective to better enjoy the journey forward. Hi there. I just got back from my older son's college graduation we had an incredible time so many family members there from both my side and my husband Jeff's side and it was just just a wonderful weekend and it just reminded me that we can have new beginnings at any time and this week is a new beginning and I hope it's a fresh start for you as well Uh, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is productivity. And I want to address that age old advice that when you're looking for a job, you should treat it as a full time job. Who hasn't heard that? And I was thinking about it. And I thought, well, if I'm working at least 40 hours a week, And then I have to add a second full-time job, which is my job search. That means I'm gonna be working an additional 40 plus hours. And it's really hard to get your head around something like that. For one thing, it's really nebulous. Well, what does that mean? A full-time job? Does that mean I'm gonna be doing this for a couple of years? What's the what are the boundaries? What are the time, what's the time frame for that? And I thought, well, the solution to that way of thinking is really putting it in the perspective of a project like you do for when you're planning a graduation party or when you're planning a house project, right? You don't, you don't think of that as a full-time job. You think of that as something that you have a start date, you have hopefully an end date, but you can put it on the calendar, maybe a three month period, maybe your goal is in six months. But you can kind of wrap your head around it much easier if you have this project. And it just seems much more manageable. And then you take that project, and you break it down, and you think about how you're going to go forth with that project. So I thought of the five steps, the five most important steps of turning your job search into a project. Number one is to put it on the calendar. And if you think about it, when you're going to do a home project, for example, you put a date, you put something on your calendar that says, call such and such construction company to get a bid. Call so-and-so to get a bid or email to get a bid right you get these things on the calendar and that actually starts your job search that's the most important step and you'll find that if you block your time you're much more likely to protect that because if you say well I'm going to plan my goal is to have a job in three months so you have that goal out there in three months but If you don't say on Thursday at 8 a.m. I'm going to block off an hour for that job search. I'm pretty sure something else is going to come up. I mean, that's the way it is in my life anyway. So make sure you get something on the calendar. And I've done, you know, I've done a lot of reading on ideal times of when to work. I've kind of done a check-in for myself. I'm a lark. You know, there's that lark and owl and I'm a lark. So that means I work best in the morning. So anything that's really going to require a lot of energy, I need to schedule that in the morning. I have friends who work really, really well late at night. So that's a good time for them to work. Uh, Some people actually work better right after lunch. I'm not one of those people, but some people do. That's a good time to block off that, that time to really focus. And just like we get advice as writers where, you know, the whole, the whole idea of getting inspired to write in order to start writing, that is a myth. We have to actually sit down and start writing to become inspired. And it's the same thing when we are looking for a job. We have to sit down, get our butt in the chair and start working on it. And even if you're not inspired, you have a time block. And if you feel like you want to take a baby step, that's okay too. Maybe it's 15 minutes, or it's a half hour, that very first, very beginning stage of looking for your job search. So, that first step is to get it on the calendar. The second step is to set up your budget, and that budget should be a guilt free budget. And the reason you set up a budget is so that you can get your head around what are those areas where I'm actually going to need money? So it could be gift cards to send to people in your network who've given you 20 minutes of their time. It could be new outfits, it could be a haircut, it could be getting a coach, it could be getting help on your resume but establish what that's going to be. Maybe it's a, it's a monthly budget of the amount of money that you're going to spend and you're going to allow yourself to spend that money because you want to feel fabulous. You want to be prepared for your next job. So get that budget. And I do recommend, I when I have a budget, when I set my budget for my work, I talk to my husband about it. Does this make sense? What do you think? Sometimes there's, an alternative that you can use that doesn't cost any money, so you can kind of talk that through with your significant other, and then decide what that's going to be and agree to that amount. That way, when something comes up where there's going to be a cost, you don't have to feel guilty or you don't have to take the time to think about that. You've already decided this is what I'm going to spend, and this is, and and then you can just hit that button to spend it spend that money if you need to just don't don't try to make those decisions in the moment because it's going to take you more time to make those decisions if that makes sense so you're setting up your budget and I actually thought about setting the budget first and then setting getting on the, on the calendar but I really think that calendar piece is so important so you start there these next steps are all kind of concurrent steps, right? So you can be thinking about these things at the same time and you can plan for these at the same time. The next step is to break your project down into manageable parts. And the the reason is that if you just say, start job search, well, what does that mean? And then you have to think about it. What does that mean? What am I gonna do first? If you put on your calendar half hour of time, say eight o'clock to 8.30 a.m. And you say, establish my budget. You're more likely to get right into working out that budget specific. It's very specific. It's easy to manage. Uh, another example of breaking it down into manageable parts is say, if you said, oh, I'm going to update my, my LinkedIn profile. That's a, that's big, right? That's almost kind of nebulous. Well, what does that mean? What am I working on? However, if you say, I'm going to update my photo, that's 15 minutes. That doesn't take very long, but you could say update my photo, update my headline, and maybe update my, my background photos, the landscape photo. And maybe I'm going to change my URL vanity address. I mean, you can do these things, put them in a bucket of of a half hour. You know, maybe writing your about section is too big. It it feels too big. So you could say, um, in 30 minutes time, I'm going to think about the four pillars of my success. So maybe one of those things is leadership, you, you're able to bring different teams together. Another one might be consistently building revenue, you're you're over your revenue. Another is saving money. So you're thinking about these, and then, okay, then the next step might be, how am I going to incorporate those into my about section, these things that make me really special? Another mini project might be okay I'm going to write my branding section at the top of my resume come up with the four bullets maybe that's going to require uh, an hour maybe that's going to require 90 minutes but it's very specific and it's a small project it's a smaller task number four is batching and this is something that I struggle with but it really works when I get it right it really works For example, my coach tells me I need to batch my recordings because I'm at my computer, I've got my equipment set up, I'm talking, I'm used to talking, it's not a big transition to record, then I have to, you know, maybe next week's recording kind of get ahead of that. In your case, uh, a batch would look like uh, maybe you, you... For one of your mini projects, you have created sort of what your template for your cover letter is going to look like. And then you write one cover letter for one company. And then you write another cover letter for another company. And then you write a third letter for your other company. Or maybe batching looks like I have five companies that I want to do research on. So I'm going to take this company, I'm going to do some research, I'm going to look up a job description within that company, see what kind of jobs they have, Uh, then I'm going to go to company B, then I'm going to go to company C, and I'm going to do those things, maybe it's a three hour block of time that you do this. And obviously, I'm not saying stay at your desk for, for all those three hours, you should take breaks every hour, do a little stretch, maybe go for a little walk. But if you do that, you don't have that mind shift, going back and forth and doing different things. An example is responding to email and email typically takes less energy unless less those, those are those, you know, emails that you really have to think about. And maybe you batch those in a different section, as opposed to those emails that require just a quick, quick response. Um, another one might be setting up networking meetings. I don't want to say networking calls because a lot of times your networking calls are going to be based a lot on the schedule of the person you're going to be talking to. However, you could batch those networking emails where you're reaching out to people on LinkedIn, for example. And then number five is keeping a journal of your achievements. And this is actually kind of fun. And, you know, maybe you do that at night, um, where you're, you know, maybe you're relaxed, you're sitting down, maybe you have your cup of herbal tea, and you start writing what your achievements were. Now, if you're just starting your achievements, and you've had kind of a a backlog of, of achievements that you haven't been recording, you may need more time, maybe you need a couple of hours to Focus on what those achievements are. But once you get caught up, then you're gonna find that, okay, I keep a daily journal. This is what my achievement was. Make it measurable because people, when they're reading your resume, they like to have a data point because they, they can visualize it more if if you have a data point. It's just more meaningful. For example, you wouldn't want to say, I raised, I I increased my revenue significantly. You want to say, I increased by 50% or 25%, whatever that is. Keep track of that in your journal. It could be a Google Doc. It could be a written journal. Also, keep track of your learnings. And keeping track of your learnings, there's two benefits to that. One is you're more likely to be able to course correct because you're writing it down. You're thinking about it. Well, how can I fix this? And then when you fix it, write down how you fixed it. And then the other thing is that it, it could make a really good story because you know that interview question of what, what, what's an example of a time you struggled? Well, you can talk about the time you struggled and then you can talk about how you course corrected because the interviewer doesn't want to just hear about how you struggled. They want to know how you solved a problem. So that's a great opportunity for using your journal uh, entries. So those are the five key elements of turning your job search into a project. Number one, get it on your calendar from day one, then establish a weekly workflow cadence. And of course, put that end date on your calendar as well. If you have a goal to get that done in three months, you can put that on there. Just don't feel bad. If you don't achieve it, that's okay too. As long as you're focused on working on this as often as possible. And I do recommend that you try to keep that cadence on a daily basis because you've got that momentum that way. Number two, build your guilt free job search budget. Number three, break it down into manageable parts. Number four, batch similar subcategories and tasks. And number five, keep a daily journal of your achievements. So that's it for today. And I wish you well with your new project. Go forth. If you think about your job search project with a mindset of curiosity, for example, when you're doing your research for your company's experimentation, if you think about things in terms of experimentation, you're not going to get caught up in perfection, which is something that is always getting in the way of progress. Um, so think of it as a fun experiment. That's what I do with my podcast. I'm not perfect, but I'm moving forward because I'm challenging myself. And I hope that you'll challenge yourself too with this project-based approach. And I hope that it makes it easier for you. I'd love to hear from you at Emily at wordsofdistinction.net. Let me know if this approach has helped you. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Cohort. I'm Emily Wong. You can find all my podcasts and blog posts at wordsofdistinction.net. And if you'd like to chat about how I can help you define the next step in your career and achieve your goals, Head on over to the same website and book a time on my calendar for a free consult. In the meantime, please be sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring you great content.